Welcome to The Unnoticed Entrepreneur. This show will tell you how to get the recognition you and your business deserve. Our guests share their practical insights and tools which you can use straight away. Your host is international entrepreneur, podcast host and author Jim James. People see that I uh, talk about uh, uh, podcasting and talk about consulting. And when they, they hear about a need for a consultant, they hear about the need for a digital transformation, whether it's for their own business or for someone else, I have uh, sometimes some uh, inquiries that are uh, that are coming in. So that's one of the byproducts of, uh, of building your personal brand through, uh, through a uh, podcast. So welcome to this episode of The Unnoticed Show. Should I say bonjour because I'm speaking to Diogène and he's joining us all the way from Montreal in Canada. Diogen, share with us why you have felt unnoticed or how you felt unnoticed and what you've done about it. Yeah, I have. Uh, it's an excellent question. Uh, I have felt unnoticed pretty much my whole career. I don't want to exaggerate that, but I, yes, to, to some extent. So um, I used to be uh, someone who works uh, in a pretty big company. So I've been working for uh, uh, kind of the biggest uh, consulting firms. And I was uh, working in a implementation, software implementation project, so mostly the software uh, SAP. And it was a project where teams were big, both on the client stand and the consultant uh, side. And even though you do a lot of work, uh, long hours, weekends, etc., and you do it, you try to do it well, even after that, you still feel that you are kind of a number and uh, you might be uh, lucky if you get noticed by the right, by the right persons that are not necessarily always the person with whom you are working. If you get noticed by them, then you are uh, uh, up for promotion, up for a uh, salary rise, etc. So I have, uh, in my career, I've never had any any promotion, but uh, I, I got promoted more by uh, changing, <laughs> by uh, changing jobs. But uh, yes, I have always uh, felt a little bit unnoticed and that has pushed me to, to create a, a podcast eventually last year. It has pushed me four years ago to become independent. So uh, to, to create my own, my, my own business. So uh, these are the two big actions that I took because I felt I felt unnoticed. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. So really, rather than sitting there and just accepting the mediocrity, you've, you've kind of got out and, and done that, which is fantastic. I see also that you're a, a soccer coach. So you're obviously a man of action as well on many fronts, Diogène. You are a technical person, right? And you're working with clients on digital transformation. How did you take the step from being an independent consultant on sort of large B2B technology projects to having a creative outlet with the podcast? Why did you choose podcasting and how has that worked out for you? I started listening to uh, to podcast in uh, 2015 for the first time. I was listening to uh, to Pat Flynn. If, if anyone knows that person, he has a podcast called Smart Passive Income. And since 2017, when I decided to to create my uh, my company, I had that idea that having a podcast could be uh, uh, nice, just because I like to listen and to speak with uh, with people. And only since uh, 2019, I went to. Um, uh, San Diego to go to the first ever event organized by Pat Flynn, by that uh, 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 that podcaster. And at that time, it was the summer of 2019. And I had in my in my head, I, I was thinking, should should I 
create a podcast or should I create an online course? And I did not know much about it, even though I was listening to uh, to podcast already at that time. And going to that event helped me to, to meet so many people. And uh, at the time, I also d- was not sure about what I would create, what would be the topic of the podcast. But then I saw people that are, were creating podcasts on a business-related subject and were having a, uh, they were they were having a followers yeah. <laughs> or other other type of subject, and it gave me clarity. So going uh, going to that event gave me clarity. I decided to. Uh, then purchase his course about launching a podcast and that's how i got the step by step about just just the launch of the podcast uh, really the, the the first start the first start sorry i got the step by step guide in order to uh, to to do it well and now tell us about the podcast what's the name and how have you got on some sort of 12 months later on dear jen the name of the podcast is really related to uh, the fact that I was unnoticed uh, because it's named uh, a Consulting Lifestyle. So I used to be, as I said, I used to be a, a consultant with the, the software uh, SAP, work, being involved in teams with the uh, implementations. Then I became uh, independent and I work today with, even though I still have my SAP knowledge, I work today with uh, softwares that might be uh, also suited for uh, smaller businesses. So uh, such as the CRM uh, HubSpot, for, exa- for example. So I've become a, a partner with it and my uh, company is now ERP happy, but the consulting lifestyle, the podcast, it has been created for for two reasons. One is because when I started my career in consulting, I was not really aware of what the job of a consultant is. What does it mean to be to be a consultant, to have colleagues with whom you, you do projects and colleagues with whom you are in the same company, the same department, but you don't necessarily work with them on a daily basis. But still, those colleagues have an influence on the fact that you will get a promotion, a raise, etc. In the in, in in the company, the other the other thing is me right now because I was I became a, an independent and I saw something that is pervasive in the uh, consulting for uh, big companies is that uh, the, the the business model that uh, most consultants have ninety nine point nine nine percent of uh, consultants they sell their hours. That's the only thing they do. They they only sell their hours. And I was thinking, I'm sure there are other business models, but I don't know them. So I used the, the 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 podcast to get extremely talented, unconventional guests, and by uh, having them understand some other uh, that some other uh, business models do exist, and this is something that I try then to to implement and apply in my own uh, in my own business. So consulting consulting lifestyle is really consulting. The knowledge and lifestyle is means you you decide which lifestyle you want to have and then you build a consulting business around it. Very nice. And you've published over 80 episodes now. I can see in the production value of the show notes are, are really fantastic. Are you doing it all on your own or are you working with a production partner, virtual assistants? How are you getting it all done? That's a very, uh, very important uh, subject. So when I started, I was doing almost everything on my own besides the the, the, the graphics. So so first, there was always three phases, pre-recording, the recording, and then post, post-recording. So pre-recording is really looking after trying to, to get guests. So I was finding guests on, on LinkedIn, in my own network, on some Facebook groups, and I would be reaching out to the, to the, to the, to the person and uh, get them as, as guests. So I was pretty, uh, pretty uh, lucky with it. I could find pretty quickly a guest. Then it was the making sure that I provide, that I send them the proper information. So I'm using a calendar tool in order to secure the guest. So I use a Calendly and on Calendly, 
I already gather a bit of information that will help the, the flow of the conversation. And that will also help them to understand what type of conversation we will have. I'm not, I never sent questions, but I sent subjects because I, uh, it's, it's like uh, what we are doing right now. It's a conversation. It's not a completely uh, uh, scripted. So first, then I have the Calendly. It helps them to choose when they want to, uh, to have the interview. Then we do the interview and I have used two different tools for uh, interviewing. So I have used the uh, Zoom and uh, Squadcast. From an audio perspective, I prefer uh, I prefer Squadcast, but uh, Squadcast at the time did not have a, a video. It's just earlier. Right now, we are 26th of March when we are recording. And just three weeks ago, I learned that uh, Squadcast, you can also do video recording because oh, I, I really okay. like the, the video quality uh, over there. So that's what I use for the recording. And then I was doing myself the audio editing. And then the, the graphics, I would ask someone to someone to do it. And then I will do myself as well the, the social media, the promotion on social media, mainly LinkedIn, Instagram, and, uh, and, and Facebook. Today, uh, as you asked, I have a, a virtual assistant that help with um, audio editing, that help with building the, 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 the graphics, doing some of the show notes uh, as well, even though I give some, some guidelines on uh, what to write, but they still uh, write the show notes. I have a website for uh, the podcast. So that's for the podcasters that want to have a website. So you, you have your host. I, I'm hosted by Buzzsprout. And then you have to put your information from, from Buzzsprout also onto the, onto the website and create a new post. And that new post is used for uh, promotion on, a, on, a, on, on social media. So basically today I do, I, I, I do search for the guest. I do record. So I do the recording, of course. And uh, I um, participate in uh, most of the social media promotion. But I'm trying to also uh, uh, offload uh, part, of, uh, part of it. Really comprehensive. Thank you. Sounds like we're doing some similar things, including, for example, uh, hosting on Buzzsprout, which has been really good. You, you mentioned about the learnings that you're getting as well from your guests. Is that something that you'd anticipated or has kind of been a nice byproduct of the reaching out and interviewing people? I anticipated it because I could see sometimes when a person is active on active on LinkedIn or they, they also have, I have interviewed some podcasters as well, or uh, people that have a business, they usually have something to share. I still, I don't know exactly what, but they usually have something interesting to share. So I was a bit, um, I was, I was expecting that they will have something uh, very valuable to, uh, uh, to provide. And it has been at so many different levels. It could have been, yeah, uh, business wise. So uh, how do you price? What type of, um, uh, being an entrepreneurial consultant, uh, um, how to do your uh, how, how to do your uh, marketing, um, uh, how to work in teams, but it can also be a personal life thing because it's lifestyle. So I could uh, meet with people that are more like uh, digital nomads, people that have uh, small kids and manage to uh, still manage to grow. So it's uh, really different uh, different things. And I also had people from all over the world. Yeah. And so I've got to ask that question. You're doing this as an adjunct to your ERP Happy business, which is a great name, by the way, ERP Happy, as you rightly say, that very few people put ERP and happy together. Most people find it quite <laughs> quite exhausting, I think. And Enterprise resource planning, of course, is what that stands for. What has been the impact on your core business then, Diogen, or is the podcasting now kind of eclipsing the, the consulting business? 
Yeah, it's not eclipsing right now. I don't necessarily target to do it. I see it as I see it as something that accompanies the the, the, the consulting. So a consulting lifestyle. The the content has been a lot about B two B consulting in general, not necessarily focused on ERP, CRM, digital transformation. Not always, but how it has it has helped my business. First, as I said, people share their experience and their strategies, so that's something I could I could mm-hmm. apply. But it also makes myself what we call the the no like trust factor. So I am mm-hmm. someone who is open to talk about my own struggles or my own achievements. And when I reach out to some contacts or when some contacts actually reach out to me, the trust is already is already there. So what has already uh, happened is that uh, people see that I uh, talk about uh, uh, podcasting and talk about consulting. And when they, they hear about a need for a consultant, they hear about the need for a digital transformation, whether it's for their own business or for someone else, I have uh, sometimes some uh, inquiries that are uh, that are coming in. So that's one of the byproducts of, uh, of building your personal brand through uh, through a uh, podcast. If you think there's a sort of a minimum viable publishing frequency, because you're obviously getting a lot of benefits from having a podcast, but one of the hallmarks of successful communications is consistency. Right? And if people publish a newsletter every now and again or appear in a magazine every now and again, it really doesn't have much value. It sounds as though with your podcast, you're getting a lot of value from it. What's your view on how frequently one needs to have a podcast episode in order for it to deliver that value that you're obviously getting? Yeah, by default, I would say, in average, the, the best frequency I suggest is a, a weekly so once a week and you you pick a certain day and uh, a certain day and a certain time at which you will always uh, publish so uh, for me for consulting lifestyle it's every monday and I try to be uh, published uh, by uh, 6 a.m uh, eastern standard time uh, every monday then i am launching another podcast which is in french uh, about digital transformation it will be called transformation numérique and it will be every uh, wednesday i would say maybe in some cases if you have a long form podcast interviews that last for a very long time and there is a lot of very detailed information that takes time to be digested and and it will uh, provoke a lot of engagement, you could have a, a, a lesser, um, a smaller frequency. But in general, uh, weekly frequency is, is the best. Okay. And duration-wise, how long are your shows? Because they seem to be of different lengths. There are variations. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> there are variations. But it's funny what you say, because when I started, I was saying, yeah, it will only, only be between 25 and 30 minutes. But then I then I was completely dragged by the conversation and, and at the end it was 45, 50 minutes. So I'm trying, uh, even though my latest episode is the longest I think I ever had because it's a one hour, nine minute episode, but I, I, I try to be between between 30 and 40 minutes. Yeah, and That's what I notice is kind of the sweet spot. Okay. Yeah. And I heard that really there isn't a rule. Some podcasts can last for hours and some could be 10 minutes and there isn't a particular formula for success, right? It's whatever your audience are looking mm-hmm. for. And you mentioned you're going to launch a French podcast. Why are you doing that? Is there a particular audience? Is this for the Canadian? Will it be Quebec or are you looking at you know, Africa or, or the French 
yeah the, the french speaking world in, in in general so there is a french speaking canada quebec and the french speaking canadian outside of quebec there is a europe the french speaking countries in europe belgium switzerland france uh, and maybe i forget some others and then in africa there are a lot of francophone uh, french speaking countries and sometimes even though i have a, a podcast that is in english i had some Uh, private messages or questions from French speakers <laughs> not want to talk that, that yeah so uh, so then I was thinking yeah, maybe uh, there is something to do to do with it and the other thing is uh, yes it's also linked directly also to my my business activities in which I'm I'm working also with uh, sometimes French speaking uh, mm -hmm. customers mm -hmm. they don't always speak speak English uh, themselves so I do think that it makes sense the 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 scope of the podcast at first sight is uh, more narrow because it's it will be really about the digital transformation. But within digital transformation, there is already so much that can be said. Yeah, you know, that's really good. Of course, in Vietnam, people speak French as well, right? And in terms mm -hmm. of time, how much time would you say you're putting into each episode each week? Because you're doing a lot of work, but you're outsourcing Diogen. So just share with us because time is money yeah. as well. Exactly. So I used to to put when I started, I used to put too much work, but I wanted to understand the whole uh, chain of what has to be done. That's also maybe, and then uh, for me, it was easier to outsource. But at the moment, if I counter recording, the logistics, etc., I I would say half a day. It can take it can take up to up to four hours. But I want I really want to reduce it to uh, practically just do recording, a bit of research of the guest, but then a uh, uh, recording, putting the the files where they have to be in. Normally it should be it should be it, but at the moment, for every episode, when I count the the the, the effort of putting the social media promotion uh, together, so it could be no, maybe half a day is too much, but closer to three uh, to three hours, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that what I'm finding is it can take as much time as you'd like to give it. You know, there's also, there's no end also. to what else could be could be done. And in terms of one piece of advice that you would give somebody that's feeling unnoticed and is a consultant somewhere buried away, maybe breaking out into their own. What what advice would you give? Yeah, would it be podcasting or would you say do newsletters instead? Or what would you say has been the best thing that you've done? <clears throat> the very first thing would be to network before even for, for okay first because saying podcast or uh, write emails or make videos it's up to it's up to the individual what do they what do, are they comfortable with how do they think that they can share the best their message or their story so it's really up to up to anyone however one thing that they have to do whichever way is networking i think linkedin is great uh, for uh, professional and uh, b2b people so network with as many people in your niche or the niche you you want to to recreate as possible i think that's the most uh, that's the most important then do you want to share your message in uh, text audio video clubhouse whatever you you do you do uh, you, you decide how you want to do it i love podcasting in general so uh, to me i'm very comfortable doing it but the most important i think is to network to uh, fire off id receive ids uh, suggest your ids share your story and then you see how your your voice can uh, can increase but i like definitely if you if you want to make it how can i say that There are less constraints with uh, doing uh, an audio than uh, doing a video. And uh, also the audio consumption is a, is a consumption that is long. Um, people are consuming an, a podcast episode for a, a lot of minutes. People are consuming videos for seconds. YouTube videos may be a bit longer, but now it's really the short 
short form videos. People are writing or reading your blog posts. Maybe they read it in diagonal or they just read the subtitles or they just look at the images and the quotes. So a podcast is maybe the, 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 the media to which you get the most focused attention from, from people because they can listen to a podcast, a whole podcast for 30 minutes, uh, for an hour while they are washing the dishes or while they are doing sports, but still they have listened to you uh, during all that time. Dijan, thank you for sharing. If people want to find out more about you and your lifestyle and your lifestyle consulting, where can they go? Yeah, so there is a consultinglifestyle.fm. That's the website of the of the podcast. That's where you can find me. You can find me also on LinkedIn. So Diogen, and I think maybe it will be in the show notes or the website of the company, ERP, so I, uh, .com. There you can find us and maybe send an email at info at erphappy.com. That's the, that's the three uh, best ways to, uh, to find me. Thank you very much for joining us on the Unnoticed Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Great. You've been listening to Diogen. And I wanted to introduce Diogen because he shared really how, as a consultant and independent, he's created a podcast which is helping him to learn and to grow, which I'm also enjoying greatly with my podcast, but also building his business and his personal brand. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Unnoticed Show. And we obviously have all of our information at eastwestpr.com and you can Find us on podcasts in Apple and on iTunes and Google Podcasts as well. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Unnoticed Show. And we hope that in the meantime, you do get noticed. We'd love to hear your takeaway from the show. Visit theunnoticed.cc where you can leave us a voice message and also ask any questions you have on getting noticed. If you like the show, then please follow or subscribe and share it with a fellow entrepreneur or on your social channels and at Jim A. James. What would really help is a rating. At theunnoticed.cc, we've got a dedicated page to make that really easy to do. Take a screenshot and share it on Twitter at Jim A. James and we'll repost it to get you noticed too. At theunnoticed.cc, you can also see our books, merchandise, useful tech apps and sign up for our newsletter. Until we mic again... Keep on communicating.